Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. This morning, the Supreme Court heard one of the biggest cases of the term and one of the most politically divisive, the Trump administration's addition of a citizenship question to the census in 2020. Bloomberg News Supreme Court reporter Greg Storr was there, and he joins me now. So, Greg, this is the case that has been talked about more than probably just about any other. Set the scene. Was it crowded? Were there protests? I didn't see any protests, June, but it was certainly proud of very long lines outside the court to get in and claim one of the few seats uh, for it. Uh, the court, as you know, generally does not release uh, the audio of, of an argument on the same day. It, it, again, said it wouldn't do it this time. So the only way you get to hear what's, what, what was happening today is if you had one of those uh, few hundred seats in the courtroom. So what was the main legal question as far as the justices were concerned? There are a multitude of legal questions in the case, but the, the core of it seemed to be whether under the federal law that, that governs administrative agencies, the Commerce Secretary, Wilbur Ross, acted in a, in a reasonable manner by saying, I reject the recommendation of the Census Bureau. The Census Bureau said, if we add a question about citizenship, that will reduce participation, it will lessen the accuracy of the responses we do get, and we're actually better able to, to figure out how many people are, are in the country and whether they are citizens through other means. The Commerce Secretary rejected that recommendation and that analysis. And the question was whether the core question was really whether he had any real basis for doing so. So there were three federal court judges who heard this case and all three ruled against the administration. And some were very critical of Commerce Secretary Ross's actions. Did their opinions count for anything in the arguments? Well, it certainly did with the court's liberals. So the case that is before the court is one that came out of New York, a uh, several hundred-page opinion by Judge Jesse Furman there, who said that Ross committed a, a quote, veritable smorgasbord of violations of the Administrative Procedure Act. You know, there were certainly a lot of questions for the Trump administration's lawyer, Solicitor General Francisco about the things that were in Furman's opinion, but there was really no evidence that that had any impact on the likely swing justices in the case who are Chief Justice Roberts and, and Justice Kavanaugh. What did you see from the justices' questions as to which way they're leaning? So, as I alluded to, there was really no indication that either Roberts or Kavanaugh were especially bothered by all these violations that Judge Furman found. Basically, to set the scene a little more, there's a lot of evidence in the record, and what Judge Furman found was that Secretary Ross really wanted to put a citizenship question on the the census and was sort of shopping around through the Homeland Security Department, the Justice Department, for some entity that would ask, formally ask the Commerce Department to put a question on there. And they eventually got the Justice Department to say, hey, it would help us enforce the Voting Rights Act. And there's no indication that that either Roberts or Kavanaugh were bothered by that process or agreed with Judge Furman that those purported reasons that Ross gave for for putting the question on there were a pretext. They seem perfectly comfortable letting the administration ask the question. So then does that indicate a 5-4 split in the administration's favor? 
You know, I, I'm often wrong when I predict, predict often uh, right. how arguments will come out. I'm sometimes right. This one sure felt like a five to four. It, it's hard to see. We, we already have some evidence from some preliminary rulings on some earlier questions that there will be a split. Uh, the more conservative justices have so staked out some ground and made pretty clear they don't think this case has any merit to it. Based on the questions, it, it's awfully hard to see how they are not joined by Robertson and Kavanaugh to make a 5-4 decision. So then would that flip? the court's usual divide when it comes to administrative agencies and how much weight they give them? Yeah, it sort of would. You know, we've been talking a lot about, especially with Kavanaugh and Neil Gorsuch joining the court, about how they are justices who tend to be skeptical of giving too much deference to administrative agencies like the EPA, for example. And so there's an expectation this court will limit the power of administrative agencies in those contexts. Here, however, Justice Kavanaugh, for example, said that the statute that governs the taking of the census gives huge discretion to the Commerce Secretary. So in this context, it didn't seem like those limits on administrative agencies that they they might apply elsewhere were going to carry the day here. So this is the court's first look at an administration initiative since the justices upheld President Trump's travel ban last year. Are there any implications beyond the census question here, for example, to questions of presidential power? You know, there could be. It it could be a case that's very limited to the census, but certainly there it does suggest for those who are critical of the Trump administration, worried about the Supreme Court. I think a ruling, if it's what I am anticipating it will be, will stoke those fears that this is a court that is not very eager to stand up to the Trump administration when it violates the law. Now, of course, the Trump administration says we're not violating the law. We had perfectly good reasons, and we'll debate all that after the opinion comes out. But right now, it does seem like the conservatives are inclined to let the Trump administration do what it wants to do. So, Greg, did the administration stick with its argument that Wilbur Ross said they were doing this so they could enforce the Voting Rights Act? It did, yes. I mean, it also said that the evidence, I talked about the the Census Bureau had made its recommendation and and said it would depress participation. And Ross said, you know, I'm not buying their case. I'm not buying what they're saying about about reducing participation, at least not to the extent that the Census Bureau was concerned about it. Essentially, the administration's case is, look, in light of the fact that it's not totally clear that it would or even how much it would depress participation and that we have this other concern about the Voting Rights Act, uh, balancing those factors, it was a reasonable decision for the secretary to make to include the question. One other quick point I'll make is just that the administration is really pounding hard on the notion that there's a long history of asking about the citizenship in the, the census, not always in the same way and not of every person, but there is a history that may matter a lot when the court reaches its decision. Before about 1950, right? Yes, yes. Now, you know, once one potentially significant difference, uh, at least for the liberals, will be that it wasn't, the questions were directed to the household rather than each individual person. And, you know, questions about citizenship are still, have been over the past several decades, asked on another survey. Thanks so much, Greg. That's Bloomberg News Supreme Court reporter Greg Storr. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.